I'm on beer too. Guess what? I got a fever. You give me fever. Fever. In the morning. A fever all through the night. Okay, welcome to episode 44-0 of the Dynasty Fever podcast. I'm Brian Ford, and I'm joined by my co-host, Jesse Schneeman. Jesse, how you doing? Hey, I am awesome. I'm here with three of my favorite people in the world, talking about one of my favorite things in the world. I mean, how can I? The only way I could be happier is if we were doing this live, doing a draft or something, because right. I seem to remember doing that before. Yes, yes, we were. We had our, our, our guest tonight uh, on a mock a uh, few episodes ago a, a startup mock but, but tonight uh we're going to be talking mainly about uh rookie drafts uh approach to them trades during them what happened uh what you should do with your future ones based on what you've done already etc cetera, etc cetera. so without further ado jesse why don't you introduce uh, our our guest tonight all right well as is tradition we, we introduce the man of the hour and the man with the power jerry sinclair first how are you my friend I am always good. And there is only one lucky person here, and it is me because I get to talk with you guys. Had an effing blast the last time. Obviously, I was going to come back because it's always a good time. Hell, the, the, the listeners of The Fever do not understand the entertainment we just had listening to you and the other guy you're about to introduce just bullcrap in football because <laughs> it's what we love to do. It, it's fun. I'm excited. And it's rookie season. Like, is there anything that gets the pants tighter than rookie season when you're a psychopath <laughs> like all of us? Well, you know, there's opening day, which is the 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 most the the highest, most holy holiday of the year. Uh, but other than that, yeah, nothing, not much more than the draft. So, uh, or you know, our rookie draft. So number two, but you know, on the podcast, but not in our hearts. Number one in our hearts is the the Papa of the Di- Dynasty Warzone Network, the man that. Gave me my shot to begin with, Mr. Randall Young, Memphis, as we um, affectionately know him as. How are you, Memphis? How, I know you've been working a lot. I know you're you're really dragging, so we really appreciate you having here having you here. No, man, you got me. First of all, I forgot to say, who does number two work for? I work, <laughs> I work for Jerry Sinclair. That's number one. Number two, man, you you got me talking football in a way that got me fired up i'm ready to talk rookies and whatever you guys want to talk about tonight i know right on and uh you can find jerry on twitter at jerry sin dwz and you can find uh memphis at uh, dwz memphis right and uh and of course at dynasty Warzone for the entire network and empire of uh of, of dwz so, uh, any thoughts on the Jerry Judy news before we hop over to rookies? Uh, I don't know any more details than what I sent in the group chat about the quote-unquote domestic violence enhancer, uh, which I thought was maybe a performance drug that you use to do that. I don't know. I guess it like increases penalties for crimes, but uh, any thoughts on that? I, I would say, that much like any time that you get this off-season news, th- th- this is when... I think people who have all, all these fears in their heart just lose dynasty value. The best move is nothing. Mm. The, literally the best move, because what's going to happen? The NFL is going to launch an investigation. Jerry Judy is going to get his lawyer involved. And if you sell him today, you're going to get pennies, literally pennies on the dollar. 
Or if you hold, he's going to be worth as much three months from now as he is now. But if three months from now, if it comes out, if it, like the case of Reuben Foster, if you remember that domestic situation, come to find out he wasn't guilty. What if it's like Tyreek Hill? Come to find out it might have been his child's mother. And, and these guys don't end up serving suspensions. What's the worst case scenario? We literally saw Kareem Hunt punt a woman on video. I'm not saying it was okay, but the NFL gave him 10 games. So somewhere between zero and 10 games is not the big deal, unless you just don't like those kind of people on your roster. And I play in leagues where people are like that. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, zero to fine. 10. If it's zero to 10 games, literally if, if he partially t- tears an MCL or a PCL in his knee, that's how many games he would miss. That's how this works. Mm-hmm. So you, you literally, you wait and let the NFL tell you what they're going to do. He's young. He's talented. He just got a QB upgrade. I'm not saying go out and buy, but if you haven't done your rookie draft yet and you can give like that 205, 206 for him, why not? Why not? You know, you're hearing all, all this hype around all these wide receivers. Thank you. I'll gladly take the what could be Tyler Lockett role for Russell Wilson in Denver in a division where, you know, points are going to be at a premium each and every week. And if I burn a second round pick to the ground, man, I've done that a bunch of times in dynasty fantasy football. So I wouldn't be setting any precedents. That's Mm -hmm. how I'm handling Jerry Judy. Is anyone uh, any more interested in Cortland Sutton today than they were yesterday? I happen to probably not be. I think he's been a a disappointment Uh, when Judy was in, uh, in uh, 10 games, I think last year, uh, he Sutton had 40, total points, uh, something like that, PPR points. So, I mean, and he wasn't great when Judy wasn't there. So I'm, I'm just, I I'm, pu- I'm, I'm just, I'll push back on that a little bit because uh, he's just had no quarterback. And because he had no True. quarterback, the, the entire offensive staff lost faith in their passing game as a whole. And they did not run the ball in the second half. I mean, I'm sorry, they did not pass the ball in the second half. Very true. I mean, they, they did everything they possibly could do to, to not throw a pass. So, you know, I, I'm going to give him a pass because of that. You know, I, I love, I still love the Cortland Sutton uh, uh, talent. You know, he had, he did have the one, um, the one really pretty good year. I think he had 900 yards or so. Uh, what was that? His rookie year or second year, he was really good. Then the injury, then he came back to, you know, <laughs> this pile of crap, but he looked healthy. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, with Russ, I love him. I think he's a great fit with Russ. Uh, I like him the same as I liked him before the Judy thing. I like okay. him, right? Okay. You know, I would give, I, I think he's a safer bet than any of the late firsts, right? Like, hmm. you know, he's a safer bet than Sky Moore, or Christian Watson, um, maybe. Well, Alave is a safe bet, but I don't think he has a huge ceiling, right? I think Alave is a safe bet to hit his floor. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, that that second tier, you know, I like Cortland Sutton than, than the second. What tier, about uh, than second tier? A guy that's going late, late first, early second that I'm seeing that I am kind of down on. Um, George Pickens. Yeah, oh, yeah, I take Cortland, Cortland Sutton over Pickens. P- Cortland Sutton is what Pickens hopes to be in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Actually, okay. you know, I, I, I tend I, to agree. Less competition too. I mean, yeah, and, and we're, well, we're relying on Russell Wilson and not Mitch Trubisky or potentially mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett too. Come True. come next year, Pickens is going to have less competition as well because yeah, they're not yeah. they're not re-signing um, Deontay. This this is not happening. 
that's not I mean, what the Steelers it, well, did. Well, I, I think that that would have been true not re not re-signing Deontay five years ago or ten years ago. And I, all of your points are valid, whether it was uh, Wallace, um, so Antonio many, Brown. So many. Well, but he got a couple of contracts there. He, Who's he, the guy that shot himself in the leg? Plastico, Plastico Burris. Yeah. But but what were they paying their quarterback in relation to the salary cap? Yeah. During those not offering second contract time periods. Uh, that's a good point. Because yeah, they were paying and, Ben a, a fortune. And and now you have Mitch Trubisky, I think, making $7 million, which to us working class stiffs is a lot of scratch. Right. right but right. by NFL starting quarterback scratch, that's like one-sixth of what a guy like Dak Prescott's making. And then you got Kenny Pickett on a rookie deal. Their entire quarterback room is making less than the dead cap hit Cleveland's getting ready to take for cutting Baker Mayfield. So to think that they'd be able to find money to re-sign Deontay Johnson, it's going to determine whether or not Deontay Johnson fancies himself as worth A.J. Brown money, or is he more willing to take D.J. Moore money or somewhere in that range? So if he takes a little bit, I won't say team-friendly when you're talking $20 million a year, but I don't think Deontay Johnson's necessarily out of there. You know, you're, you're in a division now where the NFL is slowly becoming an arms race. Not the arms of the quarterback, but like weapons. You've seen the Dolphins go out mad. You've seen the Chargers go out mad. You've seen the Raiders go out mad. I don't think how you win football games going forward in 2022-3-4 is going to be on the back of defense, which is the Steelers' way. You need three wide receivers. You need Chase Claypool and George Pickens on the outside. You need... Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth work in the middle of the field. You need a running back that can catch the ball. You're no longer going to bludgeon people 17 to 10, maybe when they play the Ravens because they get off on that sort of weird shit. But the rest of the league, it's 27-31. And, mister, you bring yours, I'll bring mine, and we'll see who scores more points. That's how it works. So I don't think necessarily any of these guys have to be bad in Pittsburgh. Right on. Yeah. Just if I'm worried about I'm one person when it comes to Pickens, it would be Claypool, whose contract is up after 23. Yeah, but that was the point I was yeah, going to make. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it may not. Yeah. It, it may be it. Well, but we'll see. I I mean, I love the Claypool talent, and I I kind of kind of whiffed on him in in rookie drafts. I I just kind of what I wasn't high enough I on him. Too. I just wasn't high enough on him. I had him as like a late second and he was going higher than that. And he should have, you know, as, as what would you give for him today? What would you give for chase Claypool today? Knowing all that you see, because now you have the, you know, like of any game with incomplete information, like whether it be poker, the stock market, whatever. Now that you have more information in the pictures clear, what would you give today in terms of rookie picks? Now that you've seen some ADP pre and post NFL draft, what do you think is a fair price with a rookie pick? You'll give you'll give pick what currently right, so for Chase Claypool? This is what I would do because I believe in the Claypool, and I don't believe that you know his skill set matched up with his quarterback skill set last year, and that was that was a huge problem, right? He didn't forget how to do what Chase Claypool does. Roethlisberger couldn't get him the ball, right? So what I would do is I would wait, right? So if I'm in the middle of the second round, if Mechie, Alec Pierce, McBride, um, Cook, Jahan Dotson, Pickens. If that whole tier is off the board, yeah, I would give that. If I'm at like 205, 206, 207, and all of those guys are off the board, I would give that pick for Claypool. I might give it – I might – I'm – see. So so then if you spent more than that two – was it two years ago? Yeah. Then you've lost equity. If you paid less than that – 
you've gained a little equity, but more than likely you, you would have broke debt either. Last year I paid or before the rookie drafts, I paid the 110 for Claypool. And I regret that now. Well, I don't regret it, but I just he doesn't have that value now, right? So long term, it's it's a rebuilding team. So I don't feel horrible about that because I feel like he there's a chance for him to rebuild that that value, but I don't know for sure that that's going to happen. Mm. Well, speaking of rookie drafts, we have our first topic tonight, and I think Jerry's going to take a lead on that. Who's the one on one, Jerry? Listen, I. I don't think there's an answer. I think Brees Hall is the safest of the answers because he's a complete back. But I am not so certain that Kenneth Walker's situation is not immensely better. Now, me and Randy have gone back and forth on this because he is quite the Brees Hall guy. And believe it or not, the guy wearing the Michigan State shirt happens to like Kenneth Walker quite a bit. Mm -hmm. So we have the New York Jets. Now it's a revamped offense. We don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but what we absolutely are certain of is that Michael Carter is going to be there for three more years. So he is under contract for three more years. He had 1,100 yards in 14 or 15 games last year. He's a good pass catcher. He's going to have a role. Good. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker. I like that. <laughs> conversely. Has Rashad Penny, who in his four and a half years in the league, or how I think it's four and a half, did absolutely nothing until the last four to five games in which he was an absolute effing monster. One people championships good. Historically injured all the time. Mm -hmm. Chris Carson's still there, injured a lot. And he probably last... is not going to play. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm Ever, just, yeah. I'm just with the information that we have currently. But what is also certain is that Rashad Penny, the man who has done nothing for four and a half years and only really blew up as the last thing that we saw, very Tyler Higbee-esque a few years ago, this is his last year under contract. Mm -hmm. So are they going to re-sign a 20, what will be a 27-year-old running back who hasn't done a ton? I cannot imagine they would after they just drafted a running back in the second round. So he's going to have little competition. I think it is fair. The the pass catching is, I mean, it is what it is. You know what he, I he, saw. What I saw on tape is that his hands are fine. He's he's not a refined root runner. He's he's not Brees Hall level, but he can right. do it. He's not Jay. He's not yes. Jay Harris level. He's the the one thing that I am more scared of than the pass catching is his inability to pass block, which is mm. not a myth. I mean, as a season ticket holder of Michigan State. I can assure you, he can he cannot pass block very more than ninety percent of running backs coming he, out. Which is which can. is totally fair, Jesse. I agree. How, how's Most how's guys going to work with uh, old man Pete Carroll asking for a friend? How do old stodgy coaches like running backs, rookie running backs, <laughs> at that who who can't pass block? I, I agree. I, I, I mean, I hear asking you. for a friend. So let me ask you this though: like, I get what you're saying as far as a path to um, touches early. Yep. But as a as a long term dynasty asset, right? This is what we're talking about as dynasty. Yeah, would you rather have the guy that's going to get run into the ground by Pete Carroll mercilessly, or would you rather have the guy that's going to be used as the lead back, but a little more strategically, and maybe maybe gets twenty touches instead of thirty touches a game, and maybe has five years or six years as opposed to three years or four years? Do you, is that realistic? Is that a realistic char characterization? I mean, because obviously the question I asked you is loaded. So, like, is what I'm asking you is, is that realistic characterization is what I'm throwing out there. 
this is this is what I'll say. More often at the 101, I have taken Brees Hall. But you know, I am a psychopath and I have numerous leagues, as I'm sure most people do that play this game because it's intoxicating at all levels. Mm-hmm. And I have definitely mixed in some of Kenneth Walker's. I just I, I don't think it's clear cut. I don't think this is, you know, Saquon against Darius Geis. I don't think it's <laughs> okay. it's Najee against ETN. Like I I, I just don't. It, it, the Jets, the competition. I think Kenneth Walker can pass. I think he's a better running back. I like Kenneth like, Walker a lot better than ATM. I yeah, had before the I mean, injury I, I with love ATM, some ATM too, but before the injury with ATM, I had serious questions about his vision and um, his ability to mm-hmm. his ability to transfer his college, the way he played in college to the NFL. It just didn't translate to me. So I still have those concerns about him. I mean, and just seeing Kenneth Walker run as well as he did. It, people were surprised about it, and that is something that I just can't understand. The man had a 96-yard run this season. He, he has the longest run in the history of Michigan State, who's had Cedric Irvin and Lorenzo White and Jeremy was, Langford. And was a hell of a run, run, too. Yeah. and I mean, he's shaking hands with Jalen Naylor while he's doing it, just <laughs> rubbing, rubbing his nuts on him. But, but not only that, he also has the longest run in the history of Wake Forest because he had a 98-yard run or 97-yard run against them. Mm-hmm. So he's an extremely explosive back. He led the country in broken tackles. I mean, the, the pass catching is something. I, I won't say it isn't, but... I don't think it's terrible. I think he's at I, least it, at least Leonard Fournette, Najee Harris level. I, I think... I, I don't mean, think it's I'm, terrible. I, I'm, I'm not going to go that far. I, I love him, but I love those guys too. I think this is the the sort of nerdy Michigan State thing I'm going to get into. The problem with his pass blocking and his third down and his not being able to catch is because Michigan State had a guy whose exact niche was was Connor Hayward, and he was a former running back who lost the spot to Kenneth Walker, sort of turned into a fullback tight end role, and he was unbelievable at rush blocking and pass blocking, and he was a good pass catcher. So it would have been so stupid for Mel Tucker to take someone out who excelled in that and then give it to Kenneth Walker, who was already getting 25 touches a game. Mm -hmm. And and I mean, Connor Hayward is a fullback who got drafted into the NFL. That doesn't tell you sort of how good he was in that role, that a fullback in 2022 got drafted. drafted. He's special when it comes to that Mm -hmm. sort of role. So that, that is the, the sort of weird thing that I would say. But more often than not, I think it is safer to take Brees Hall because he he is an unbelievable prospect. Do you see a higher do you see a higher me. upside with Walker? Absolutely. Oh no, no, no. I, I think it I think it's there with Hall. I, I'm okay. just I'm worried that Michael Carter is better than I think he is. Hmm. I am not I, the biggest Michael Carter fan in the world remember he had fourth round draft capital exactly and they drafted over him very quickly yes as as i think they should have i i but i and do he's not that, got he's not got nfl lead back size never yeah and a lot of it. people are already burying his value now that, yes. now that hall got hmm. got drafted for sure i'm not as fast to do that but you know but if there ever was a a, a season to not have a consensus 101 it's what's been going on in 2022 right hell, I mean, hell, things I have been a, pretty fluid I have a league where I have Michael Carter and the 101 we haven't drafted yet, and I'm happy as hell. I'm happy as hell to have both of those gentlemen. Yeah, I, well, it's safe as hell, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, I'm sorry, go on, Brian. No, no, go ahead. 
Well, I Memphis has been sitting there. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm looking at Brees Hall's college statistics and I'm, I'm using playerprofiler.com and his best comparable is Jonathan Taylor. Hmm. And, and if you're going to, he's not me, as fast. Yeah. They, they both ran four, three, nine at the, he's combine. not as fast. I, I'm, I can only tell you what the numbers say. <laughs> I hear now, you, now, but now, I can tell you the tape you wanna, says it, his play it, speed is not as fast. If, if you want to microchip him, I'm just merely going off of the <laughs> the, the the documents. And I'm a Colts fan. Mm-hmm. So you do not try to trade up in the first round for a guy and then wind up trading up a little bit in the second round for a guy not to have a plan for the guy. Mm-hmm. And if you tell me that Michael Carter is the speed bump in which makes you fear taking Brees Hall to 101, you might want to re-examine your process. Remember when Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines were the barrier uh, to see, entry? But, 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 but the situation with Kenneth Walker is more similar to the Marlon Mack situation. He was on his final year of his contract before he got hurt. Right, right. But very similar to Jonathan Rashad Taylor Penny. had both. He had Marlon Mack and Naheem Hines. Okay. And, Na- and, Naheem and, Hines is a different breed. What's different between Naheem Hines and Michael Carter? When have we ever seen Naheem Hines do anything? Really? Naheem Hines has had more RB1 seasons than half of these guys we're talking about combined. Two years ago, Naheem RB1 Hines games had – RB1 games. Na- two years ago, pull. Naheem Hines was a usable I'm going to pull up the, uh, the stats real quick. Mm-hmm. In Jonathan Taylor's rookie year. I'm, Naheem I'm, Hines is also a track star and fast as hell. I, I, I just – I don't understand this narrative that because there's another guy there, the guy can't be good. No, or I'm not. Say, I'm not muted, saying he cannot he's be muted. He, he's 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 not muted because of Michael Carter. From the rookie standpoint, Brees Hall has a much better runway as a rookie than Kenneth Walker does. He just does. If you tell me that I need to be more concerned what, what are the about Michael Penny, that Rashad than, Penny plays all 17 games. As many as it is that Michael Carter less, plays all less than one percent because he less didn't do it last 1%. year either. Okay, but Rashad Penny has never done it ever. Neither has Michael Carter. Okay, we're 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 playing with a different sample sizes here. <laughs> I, I I can only use the sample size. I mean, which listen, I have. ask your wife if there's a difference between one inch and five inches. I bet she prefers that. I would be happy to get three with you, but okay. I like that. Michael Carter is there with Brees Hall. I like my lead back to have somebody He's to take a little bit of the load. Yeah, exactly. I love the exact it. Op- it was the exact opposite of Melvin Gordon in front of Javante Williams. Right. That was they an do obstacle. the same. Yeah, those they guys do, do the, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing yeah, with Kenneth right. Walker. Kenneth Walker and Rashad Penny do the same thing. Michael Carter does not do what the Jets drafted Brees Hall to do. If you merely look at the 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 oh, uh, position passes. Doesn't that scare you, though? I mean, Michael Carter was an awesome pass catcher. I, I, I'm with. So are you. they going to take him off the field? Are they going to take their? Are they going to take their three their three down bell cow off of the field? Because he, here's the thing: Naheem Hines in two years with Jonathan Taylor had 63 catches two years ago and 40 last year, and that didn't stop Jonathan Taylor from having 40 catches the year before and 36 last year. Mm-hmm. It does not stop. Oh, by the way, the worse the offense, the more likely he's involved in the passing game. Are, are you going to pull off your better athlete to run in Michael Carter? Are, are, but, there, are, are there going to be – Did, did they, they not draft a first-round wide receiver too? You don't think they want to focus on Zach Wilson with Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson and the tight ends they brought in? I, I'm not drafting what, – what's, dra- what's, what's to say they are going to be run dependent? No, they're not going to be run dependent. 
but that but that's the point is, is that you're how are you how are you going to score points with Kenneth Walker you've got Drew Locke as the quarterback you're going to be behind in every game with a non-pass catching at all running back I, I would argue I would argue your entire offense is going to be based on the play action you have DK Metcalf do you run play I'm, action when you're down 14 no I mean okay well, you haven't watched many Lions games, but <laughs> you you've answered your own question. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm not saying that I dislike Kenneth Walker. I just don't know how there's a case for anyone but Brees Hall at the 101. So I, mean, I, I I think it's a debate. I don't think I don't think he's head and above head and shoulders above him as a prospect. I have I just two, I just don't I have two more just thoughts to throw out there. Okay. Number one, and I don't think this is debatable. Well, uh, everything's debatable in my world. Hey, have you seen Skip Bayless's platform? <laughs> <laughs> but the Jets have a better offensive line, right? So that, that that is a factor. Number two, and this is a little bit meta, but in three years, is Pete Carroll going to be one alive? Is the man's <laughs> getting up there Jesus. in his late 70s. <laughs> Two. At the rate at the rate he chews gum, his heart rate's got to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's close to failing. I mean, two is he going to be? There's already been some whispers about him being on his way out. So is he actually going to be the man in charge? And are they going to be this run heavy offense? And is is the new regime going to love Kenny Kenny Walker? I, 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 I love the talent on Kenny Walker, so I think he'd have a role with a new regime, like a lead role with a new regime, anyway. But maybe the the super volume argument well and, and speaking of coaching like you know it's also something to be said for jerry's case um just to play devil's advocate here is you know uh yes Brees hall greater than michael carter but from the impression that i've gotten is that the lafleur on the jets is running you know a, an offense that's going to be fairly rotational and, and use both backs uh, you know, kind of like San Francisco was for a while. You know, I don't know if that's going to pan out, but that's certainly the impression that I got. I'll tell you what, I, I just, I love the debate. And, 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 and I want to ask Jesse a quick question. Sure. Why would Pete Carroll get fired? They literally just chose him over Russell Wilson because that's what it came down to in, in Seattle. Is it? It was, yeah, it, it was. Russ did not like the offense. He did not like okay. the, the direction. So maybe that's, that's where the whispers, maybe that, that's that, where the whispers came that, from. That's my opinion, but that was a loser leaves town match. Well, that, that all right. So that does make it, that make, does make a bit of sense because if, if, if they wanted Pete Carroll gone, they would have said, yes, Russ, you think they wanted to get rid of Russell Wilson? You think yeah. they wanted to finish last in their division every year? You think they wanted to be looking for a rookie when you're in a division with Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray, and we don't know what Trey Lance is yet. You think that's what they wanted? No, but it came down to, we're not getting rid of Pete. So we got to get rid of Russ. So, so I don't every... think Pete's going anywhere unless Pete wants to go somewhere. Every single one of those rumors that we hear, or any you know, any time of year, but especially that time of year, come from either a leak from the front office or the agent, right? And that one obviously came from the agent, right? That whisper came from the agent, like, "Oh, Pete Carroll's on his way out," you know. So, and I, I'm pretty sure I heard that from Rappaport actually. So it wasn't; it was definitely somebody plugged in. So he. I mean, and that's what I always ask myself. Where is this rumor coming from? It's it's not, you know, anyway. So really, I I, I think what, what I'm alluding to is Pete Carroll may retire within the next three years. 
he may not be with us within the next three years. Jeez, the man I, is I, in I, his I, late seventies. He looks great. He, <laughs> he looks does. Great. He's in much yeah. better shape. I mean, this is I'm not in. a political take, but he looks a hell of a lot better than our president, who's of, of a similar age. I mean, I yeah. guess seventy-seven is the new forty-seven because I mean, he, he looks chews, better than me. <laughs> Jerry's point: shoes gum like a some bitch. Rose those sidelines. He looks great. He's got those uh, got those dad sneakers on, doing clapping he everybody is, up. You know, he's, he's rocking fresh New Balance every <laughs> single week. The guy looks like a million bucks. Right on. This, you know what? This is what I have to say about this is this is why we have you two on here because I have not heard a single other podcast, and I listen to a lot of them debate the one and two. Mm-hmm. Right? Not like this. Not with this kind of fire either. So Jerry Memphis, thank you, gentlemen. I'm still let me, with three. Let me just songs. say one more thing. Well, yes, while please do. Well, please do, my friend. Who the absolute f did Brees Hall run against in the Big Twelve? How many good defenses are in the Big Twelve? And if okay. you were a defensive coordinator in the Big Twelve, who would you have been focusing on in Iowa State? I can't even name another player on Iowa State except yeah, exactly. Dean Butler. And, but against the good teams, Oklahoma State, o- or not Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. But if you, nothing, actually, if he didn't focus, do anything against Oklahoma State either. If you focus all three of your Nate Jerry white wide or white linebackers on him, who cares? <laughs> you know, he's I mean, just gonna he's gonna yeah. abuse them. Like he he was just he was less productive in a worse defensive conference. The University of Michigan played in the college football playoff, had the number two overall pick, had another guy go in the second round, another guy go in the first round. The man went for 197 yards and five touchdowns oh. and made Aiden Hutchinson look like a child throughout the whole game. And real Just, quick, because I, I did I did the numbers real quick. Point of parliamentary procedure, gentlemen. <laughs> All right. Naheem Hines finished as the RB, the running back 24 in 2020, which was Jonathan Taylor's rookie season. Jonathan Taylor finished as RB4. So there is a world where Michael, Michael Carter can be a flex RB3 type. And but Brees we're Hall also living in the world me. that Brees Hall is Jonathan Taylor, and that is a world that is not real. It's not. I, I don't know. I don't know that it was a level, a, a talent level comp, so much as a, like a roles. Comp. An op- exactly. I mean, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall were taken in that sweet spot of, of so so that's why they're my one and two. I mean, I love Jonathan Taylor, but let's not call him Ladanian Tomlinson yet. Yeah, yeah, and and, and but like a, this is where the sweet spot of of RB talent has been. The Naheem Hines notwithstanding when Pittsburgh reached, but that top of the second to like pick 45, if you get a running back drafted in that range over the last half decade, it really feels like that's a big hit. So if you like Walker and white shoes, Pete Carroll and no pass catching, cool. If Michael Carter scares you, cool. But I, I'm not going <laughs> to let that sway me. Brees Hall is my guy. To me, I, I, I honestly, just, just honestly think thing, you're getting a good Kenneth back Walker either. and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> drafted the exact same pick interesting yeah so let's take so let's now say the one and two are gone what no matter what order you you you, you put them in right Memphis so, has left the draft <laughs> <laughs> right so um you know yeah I've I've experienced that by the way but go on <laughs> people have uh have uh pretty fluid uh you know some people are saying there's a clear six a clear eight and there's a tear break here and a tear break there you know, I kind of went into this with like a, a safe six, so to speak, like the two running backs, Pickett and uh, uh, Alave, Wilson and London, not necessarily in that order, although I probably like London the least. 
Jamison Williams was just outside that for me because I'm worried about his Lions landing spot, not because of the quality of the team, but like the quarterback and, and the, and the, you know, mouths to feed situation. I'm kind of rethinking that. And maybe there's a safe seven for me. Where are you all as far as like, where, where's that break where you're saying, okay, I might, I might trade down or, you know, my, 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 do I want Sky Moore or Christian Watson, or do I want to trade back into the mid second or something like that? The quote, Will Smith. Take my wife's name out your mouth. Okay. That's Jameson Williams, I'm assuming, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I've really been <laughs> sorry. Not to be rude, but I just thought that would be funny. Um, I've really been struggling between Garrett Wilson and Jameson Williams at the three. Have you guys and seen a lot I of would, trade I mean, downs? That's Have if I seen? can't trade out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I've been through, I think was we said the other night, Jerry, like eight, ten rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I've I've not seen a bunch of opportunities where you can just trade back from the 103 and, and get anything significant in return. It's yeah. hard. I've done it twice. Yeah, I, I, I'm 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 able I'm actually having difficulty, you know, getting out of the range that I don't like, which I think we can talk about later, which is like 109, 110 to like maybe two, two. Uh, but uh, but, yeah, I mm-hmm. definitely have not seen, you know, people getting out of uh getting out of the, the, the first few yeah. is this not a perfect segue brian for our trade oh i guess so yeah let's talk about it yeah let's talk about our trade i don't i don't remember the exact term so you're, you're, right. you're yeah, yeah all right so memphis and jerry i would like you i'm not going to tell you which side right so it was essentially uh 103 and 206 for hawk what do you think about that you want to take it or do you want me to take it Okay. Uh, I defer. I I'll defer. Okay. I'll take the second half kickoff. I have been pretty openly against this rookie class, starting right at about 103, actually. Uh, it, like, we're going to talk about tier breaks. I am a the running backs, and then I don't care. I think um, from – I'm sorry. From, go ahead. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I will throw in that the, uh, there was a 402 throw-in that ended up being Greg Dulcich. Oh, okay. I mean, that worked so out. So there was but, a, an actual player. So yeah. it's like uh, it's like uh, 103 and 206 for Hawk and Dulcich. Assuming this is what we would call a Dynasty Warzone standard league, tight end premium. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, P3. It I'm, is. It's Patreon I, 3, as a matter of fact. I am, I'm fine with the trade on both sides. I mean, I know that's sort of lazy and shitty for podcasting, but... <laughs> do, you see a, do you see a winner? I, I really don't. I think it's fine. But personally, I'm not a huge fan of this rookie class, so I would be happy with Hawk. Um, but like 103 is sort of like Drake London, who I don't really like. Or Garrett Wilson. It's, or it's James Garrett Williams. Wilson who has to rely on Zach Wilson improving, and that scares the shit out of me. You know, I mean, it, it's a tough spot. I think, I think 103 is probably better value, but I think I personally would do the Hawk side, which is even less compelling for podcasting because I'm literally on both sides. In both arguments. <laughs> okay, uh, just for reference, the 103 ended up being Garrett Wilson, and the 206 ended up being Brian Robinson. Uh, Brian Robinson. Yeah, I remember that. I do like that though. Well, I'm Memphis. I'm going to give I'm, I'm going to give Brian kudos for being a great host, because at this point these picks once the drafts open now if the draft hadn't happened you could tell me the picks, telling me who the picks turned into that that matters more. Um, you said Jamison Williams. 
no Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson and Brian Robinson, uh, essentially for what uh, for Hawk and Dulcich. Hawk and Dulcich. Yeah, man, two two tight, tight end combo. Yeah, the old two tight end. I, it's fine. I, I don't see a winner. Um, I think a year ago. Let me let me rephrase my answer. I think the perception around T.J. Hawkinson a year ago, the the Hawkinson receiver would have been declared the unabashed, unabated, unstoppable winner. I think where I see T.J. Hawkinson at right now, going into this season, I think this is as fair trade. And if both guys are happy, it's a great trade. There are, would it there are no you, losers? Would it help you to know that the person who sent Hawk has a putrid team <laughs> and is in? Full but, but, rebuild. Yeah, but both <laughs> no, both but both teams are true. No, no, very true. No, yeah, very no, true. No, 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 I'm, I'm just. I mean, theoretically, if if both teams are super trash, then I want the picks. I want the young guys. I mean, we're going into what year four of Hawkinson, mm-hmm. and I, I got to tell you, I, I mean, I he's am, younger than Bellis Johnson, but he's twenty. He's twenty four. I'm with, I'm with you. You know, he's just, got eight years at least in the but, league. But, you know. But but you said meta earlier, right? The meta game. Yeah, I'm not getting that sneaking suspicion that this is build the offense around T.J. Hawkinson. Let's make him the focal point. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. We we've we've got a guy that does good underneath over the middle stuff and Amon Ross St. Brown. We're going to bring in D.J. Chark. We're going to bring in Jamison Williams. We have a great pass catching back. Actually, Jamal Williams as the backup is a good pass catching back in his own mm-hmm. right. I True. just don't see a world where TJ Hawkinson is the focal point of this offense, the way that we saw two years ago with George Kittle. But, hasn't, saw, but it, hasn't KC repeatedly tried to bring in weapons around Kelsey and Kelsey just you, remains br- the focal br- point? Brian, I mean, Byron Pringle? McCall no, Hardman? No, yeah, well, Hardman, they traded up for Hardman. He made, now we, we joke about Hardman, but at the time, he was he was a speed receiver with potential. When when Dan Campbell and it's, is Joe Lombardi the Lions defense, offensive coordinator? Jerry, is that right? No, he's gone. He oh, used it's to a, be. it's the gentleman who used to coach the Chargers, African American. No, Jerry. Joe Bob Cooter. No, Jim no, Bob no. Cooter, they, one they of my favorite of people of all time. Big Harry. That's Cooter. the name in NFL history. <laughs> big, big, big 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 Harry Cooter, right? Um, no, but 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 until that offensive coordinator shows the willingness to force feed T.J. Hawkinson. The way that Andy Reid has shown a willingness to force Travis, you, you, we're trying to put a round peg in a square hole. I think Travis Kelsey could be that. Excuse me, I think Hawkinson could be that guy. It, it's it's kind of it's kind of like any other prospect. We can continue to put our projections on there and what we think they should do, but until the team does it, it doesn't matter what we think. We have to play what's what's so. I'm yeah. I'm going to lean to the two the wide receiver, but it's it's totally fair. Here's, this, is a, this is a trade where both sides should walk away with a smile. Hey, I got what yeah. I wanted. I'm happy. Yeah, here's, I, 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 here's, I mean, at this point, I think it's obvious that I, I was the Hawkinson side yeah. and, and Brian was the other side, uh, the pick side. So, sorry, I didn't mean to be like the other side, you know. <laughs> but um, so, from my point of view, I like good offensive players in good offenses. And it seems to me that the Lions are building a good offense. You know, I like Jim Campbell. Is that his name? Dan. Dan, Dan Campbell. Dan. Jim's his I brother. like him. I don't know. I didn't. I honestly didn't know who he was until he took the job. But I love I his either. press conferences to death. Right? The guy's amazing, biting kneecaps and all that crap. And I just love the way he coaches his team. Guys seem to want to play for him. You know, he seems to do what makes sense 
right? He seems to be like he has this thing he wants to do, but at the same time, he seems to be a rational coach. Hmm. It does annoy me that he won't just set, you know, Swift free. And and he just leans on Jamal as much as he does. Right. It, it, it that does annoy me. Mm-hmm. But I, I like him as a coach and I like what they're building. You know, I like the offensive line that they're building. I, I really like the all-around offense, and I just like good offensive players, young offensive players and good offenses. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, my main target, my, my main goal with the 103, I've had it twice so far. My main goal is to, well, I've had it three times actually, is to trade out. Because I just don't think there's a clear 103. And I don't, I, Garrett Wilson, I like him, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, but I think that I, I like him as a really good wide receiver too in Dynasty. You know, in the NFL, he may end up being sort of the wide receiver one over more, but he's not a classic X. He's not a target hog. He's a mm-hmm. specific type of guy that has to land, right? And there's not a 100% chance that that's going to happen. True. You know, and so like, while, while I think his ceiling may be capped in a certain way, I also think his floor is pretty low. Interesting. I I like the talent. I I like the talent and I like the player, but I would rather have somebody, I would rather have a veteran that has shown something in the NFL over the one Oh three. And that's why I did. Okay. So So Brian, why did, yeah. Why did you do it? Why did I do it? Yeah, it was it, it pretty simple. But turn turn Hawk into multiple assets because I'm. It's going to be a long haul, and right. that, that, it was just kind of you know. Yeah, and and I also see that I also see tight end as sort of the second position that I'll build on a rebuild. Right, I want my quarterbacks. I want my young quarterbacks first. Everybody that plays with me knows that I like in a startup. I'll take three quarterbacks in the first four picks. But you're, you know and I mean? aren't you also one of those like grab the elite tight ends and, and yeah. Yeah. So that I think influenced. Yeah. Too. Especially yeah. in a tight end premium. Yeah. I, I want, I, I can't, I can't middle it. I can't mm-hmm. like, I, I think that's the right answer. You can't middle it. Yeah. I, I would rather have four or five lottery tickets and hope to find this year's Dawson Knox. I, I, well, I, I, I mean, I, I did take Dulcich with that, with that extra hey, pick. I, I, got I, I, I don't think that's a bad pick. Um, I've been, I've been scooping him everywhere, by J- the way. Jerry and I are in a pretty reasonable sized entry fee, must start two tight end, tight end premium league. Mm. And today at the, was it the 312 or the 401? I had both. So one of those two picks at the end of the third round, I got Jeremy Rucker. Nice. I mean, you, you, I, I would always be, but I'm two years ago, I was ready to anoint. TJ Hawkinson into the club. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was willing to open up the velvet rope, usher that gent right in the door, and welcome him to the club of the elite tight ends. But he is yet he is yet to earn passage into said club. Now, a guy that two years ago I was not bullish on at the tight end position, Mark Andrews. He not only did, did, did he not wait for me to move the rope, he kicked the son of a bitch and barrier down. <laughs> he crashed the party. <laughs> yeah, punched the bouncer in the face. I'm coming in. He, 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 he smacked the bouncer in the mouth after he smacked yeah. his girlfriend on the ass on the way in. He said, hold this for me, pal. And he walked, yeah. right, in, he walked right into the elite tight end club. That, that's what he's done. I, again, yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad Hawkinson, you said that the, because the, the, the draft that's profile, a good comparison right there, the, Hawk the, the, and Mandrews. Just because someone told us a guy was going to be the guy, that's not always the case. And that's what we have to remember. If any of us, I mean, Jerry and I did this on the Dynasty Warzone, what would have dropped on 510. 
we literally went through and read drafts going back from 2017 through last year. Wow, that opened that opened my eyes. Listen, dude, <laughs> dude you start listening to the names and you're just like, holy shit. <laughs> The, the people were taking zay jones at 110 holy Hello? shit <laughs> wow it, it, yeah it, it, it's funny and i'm not gonna we do good people bad tweets on our show but i was scrolling twitter earlier and uh i won't name names but someone said james cook is the biggest reach i've seen in years hey scooter how long you been playing <laughs> fantasy football you got you got three chin whiskers fuck mm. out of here with, oh sorry this is a bailey friendly show let me i have one day hey, we, we, we try not to do f-bombs but it's not that big a deal oh, so me. so that's actually probably a good a good way to move then into my hashtag uh is fade james cook and i think there's some disagreement uh but so you're gonna, you're gonna find enemies in here he's, I just, well i have these he's one in, I just, he's in that range where i try to trade out and one of the reasons i try to trade out because i don't like him uh so uh it sounds <laughs> like some people uh like him more than more than i do so uh fire away i i real quick just want to throw out couple real quick um if you think he's the biggest reach in years just remember there was a gentleman named bishop stanky before derrick henry and there was a gentleman named javid best before deandre before carry on johnson even so i'm I'm, people who say that i i just that that's my the biggest it's the biggest reach you've seen on twitter this month pal that's (laughs) that's what it is it's the biggest it's the biggest reach you saw the week of may 10th through may 16th on twitter in the good lord's year of 2022 because you have not been playing dynasty fantasy football and to his credit i looked at his profile he said he's not an analyst he's just a guy who enjoys good for you brother you know what everybody deserves an opinion (laughs) but 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 no sir no sir this is why right. we don't speak in absolutes. So just to get us oh, back I hate on, absolutes. Hate yeah, absolutes. Yeah. But just to get us back on track, I want both of you gentlemen. You you decide who goes first. Explain to me number one. I mean, it's a two part question. Number one, why when there's a stiff wind in Buffalo, James Cook won't just fall over, and number two, why he's not one of those little um, paper snowflakes that you cut out when you're in fifth grade to hang on the Christmas tree. Go. Jerry, I'm going to give you the – well, that and I'm fighting a cough, and I don't want to cough on their right. show. Why, why, do, why, do you, why do you loathe Mr. Cook so much? I just told you. Just you, can't, he, he, you, tie, you blow on him, and he falls over. That's actually not my knock on him. Someone think... else – you just – like, um, N'Kobe Dean looks at him, and he falls over. Because if you, if you peg him as what, like 5'10", 5'11", like 195-ish, like – that's He's not too zero far off. Balance for my okay. study. Hey, I'm a friend. I'm just I'm saying like <laughs> his, his his size is actually pretty comparable to like other like good backs like even CMC for example, right? Now again, contact balance is, is important, but I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say this. My knock on him is I think he's pretty one-dimensional. I think he didn't he didn't produce much at Georgia. I think people are drafting him on straight traits. Uh, and that they're going to sort of saying, oh, he's going to be the best pass catching back since sliced bread uh, and Johnson. put him in this in this in this high, high, uh, high octane uh, Buffalo offense. And I just I don't see it. Yeah. I think all of that is fair. But I can't get by a good offense trading into the sweet spot of the second round. He has good pedigree. He's going to get an opportunity. And at where I have to take it, like, it, like we, we talked about this on, on our show, 
you know, I, I am not a fan of this class and I mentioned it earlier. So I don't mind the reach so much, but I understand people not wanting to do it, but we're seeing him at 110, mm -hmm. 111, yeah. one, right. whatever. Like 202, two, I think I 206 yeah, that's the I is the latest I've seen it. I can get a second round running back. Listen, maybe, maybe he is dog shit. I, I like that, a total possibility. But if I can get Dalvin Cook's brother on the Buffalo Bills, who got second round draft capital and has to complete compete, excuse me, against Devin Singletary, who has never shown me that he is going to be an NFL lead back or anything. No, he's a good complimentary back. Exactly. Which is exactly what James Cook is going to need. And James Cook is an elite pass catcher. I mean, they got this man lined up out wide in the national championship. And Bryce Young is out there bombing it to him. Like uh, that. How did that work? Bryce Hall, Hall's not doing Wait, that. wait, how did that work out again? I, I mean, yeah, they lost the game. But <laughs> I mean, they also. You know, I mean, they lost all their wide receivers. I yeah, guess. yeah. I'm just saying, like, you're not going to see Brees Hall lined up as as the X out on a play. Like, I'm, right. I mean, they're not comparable. Don't get me wrong. I'm just sort of bullshitting. I, but I, you know, I could see, I could see Spiller out there. Man, Spiller's so underrated as a pass catcher. I, I do, I do tend to agree. Well, with that. for me, if like, why am I taking James Cook at 110 when I might be able to add a little bit of capital and take, I don't know, Rashad White at like 205, right? You know, like I. Well, is is Rashad White going to be? I mean, how how long is Leonard Fournette under contract? He's under contract for three years, right? So you're you're going to have competition. Leonard Fournette's been in this league. He's been an RB one for multiple years. I don't, but I don't Rash think James Cook is competing to be a runner. <laughs> you know, I just I, 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 I see, yeah, him, I see him as I see him as kind of gadgety, right? So if they're if they're both so, so his six backs, point so his know? six point four yards per rush attempt on over a hundred rush attempts in the SEC. Says he can't run the ball. I mean, those were a lot of those were gadget runs, though. He, he's, he can't run between the tackles. Runs? He can't he's... run between the tackles. That's for sure. I mean, he might be able to run a little outside outside zone. Uh, again, for me, it's not about James Cook. His name could be James Smith. His name could be Bob Cook. This is about playing dynasty, and if you have to make that pick at the one ten one eleven, I'm not looking to draft the, the next Terrace Marshall. I'm not looking to draft the next Rondell Moore. I'm just not. The NCAA is giving us 20 to 30 wide receivers a year. They're giving us no running backs. And you know what? If I can, and because they're all shots. Mm -hmm. We talked earlier about all these. So, and I said this on our show, James Cook in some cases are all, is already going at the 103. And I agree that's too, too high. But as a guy who got James Cook at 110, 111, 112, 201, I've literally gotten equity and I've done nothing. Forget forget his name. Forget his forget all of that. I've drafted a guy that I could flip this summer. Yes. Get another running back and make a profit. There's no wide receiver you're going to take at the 110 who's going to give you that opportunity. Why? Why mm. are you getting that opportunity? Because the NCAA is giving us 25 wide receivers a year and no running backs. So if I've got to take a dart throw, we've already confirmed it's a 50-50 dart throw. Why in the hell would I waste my dart? on a position that's going to have very little equity upside no. versus a position that's going to have tremendous equity. upside. Uh, I think that's a great case for, for drafting cook is that perceived value and flipping him later. I have never been in that range to do it, but I'm now thinking, okay, that, might be, the only that might be a play. Yeah. It's the only argument. 
However, let me just a little bit of pushback because I, I like I like what you're saying and it does make sense and it, it is good game theory and dynasty building. However, Elijah Moore was taken a little bit after that, you know, the 202, 203 range last year. And in in training camp, but in training camp, he got a huge buzz. And I saw him go for firsts, a first and a second. I mean, two seconds. I, I, I saw Elijah Moore. I mean, and it was a mistake, right? And and we went over this on our on on war games last week. It was a huge mistake because it was very predictable um, with a rookie coach and a rookie wide or a rookie quarterback and a rookie wide receiver that he was going to struggle at some point. It, you, you could get him for a mid second later. I mean, it was it was very poor dynasty play. However, from for the savvy savvy dynasty player, you could trade Elijah Moore. More for more than you just drafted him for before he took a snap last year. And I will also throw out that Waddle went in that range and he is now elite. And, and like, I mean, he may be like the wide receiver five. And I'll ask Jerry, Jerry, Jerry is, is Waddle the, uh, is he part of an exclusive club that like uh, we had a lot of hits in that range at the wide receiver position? Or would you say he was the outlier based on similar wide receivers drafted over the last five years in the 110 to 202 range? Yeah, the back end does not have the best hit. Rate. It, 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 right. the, the, the hit right there. So, again, I'm, I'm getting a running back. Forget his name. Again, Bob Smith, John Joe. I don't care what his name is. I'm getting a running back on a good offense. That creates buzz. No, that's and, just and, a little bit of pushback. And, just and, to and want to throw out that. I, I think it's fair, and I want to add something when Randy's done, too. And, to and you talked about his size. He's 5'11", 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, 5'11", 205. One of the biggest outliers in history. What what about LaShawn McCoy? Uh, Also one of the biggest outliers Uh, in history. That man had the most elite lateral agility that I've ever seen in an NFL player. I'm I'm looking at James James Cook's metrics on player profiler. He has 4.42 speed. He has a 78th percentile speed score, which is well above average. And, 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 And he has an average burst score. LaShawn McCoy was a hundred percent, a hundred percent tile and a very important, like he could run around anyway. He had to do LaShawn McCoy had this thing that no one else could do. Kareem Kareem Hunt doesn't have that. Kareem Hunt, 5'11", 201 pounds. Elite contact balance. Yes, he he did. But I'm just saying we act like, uh, and, and here's an outlier, James White. 510 194. We just act like because the guy's 200 pounds that that he's just going to get so glad you brought up James White. He's he's going to get he's going to get whisked away in a in a stiff Philadelphia or excuse me a uh a stiff Buffalo bridge. uh, I'm just I'm just saying there's more than one example of guys and what do those guys have in common? Hey Kareem Hunt went to a really good offense and so did LaShawn McCoy and so did Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. and what did oh so did Alvin Kamara who went at 108. That is a better – That's Alvin Kamara is a little uh, bit again, better again, comp, again. but he also has a lead. I mean, that's the, it's the ceiling comp. It, it is the yes, best. Right, right. We, we know the floor is the floor. Yeah, oh, but, no, but, it's but, the but floor. The floor is Demetric Felton. If, if James Cook comes yeah. out and, and, and has even – Brian loves it. And he has even 18, 15 fantasy points. He gets 60 yards rushing, three receptions for 30 yards and a touchdown week one to the moon. The first Twitter thumbnail of him catching a ball and taking it to the house on a defender in Bill's camp to the moon. If I'm going to invest 
I'm going to invest with as most. I, I'm not trying to hit a. I'm not trying to hit a single at the 110. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to hit a home run. Yeah, right on. It's a great point. I, I love the point. I, I argue the player because I, I, you know, I, I'm famous on all three podcasts that I do. <laughs> this one, the other one, and the guest spots for just fading James Cook leading up to the draft. And then he got this crazy draft capital. And it's real hard. Like it's, it's real like CEH-esque for me because I wasn't high on him talent-wise. Mm-hmm. Go so what, into what, that draft. For, for, what, again, for, again, but for, I, but I love, but I, but I, I, I love the, um, I, I love the game theory, right? I love the 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 team building, which is what you guys do, which is what you guys are awesome at. Yeah, because, can, because you're not dra- you're not drafting James Cook to to win you a championship. Right. You're drafting James Cook well, to trick somebody into trading for him. Jerry did want to hop in there, so let's. Uh, well, first, I'm sorry. Go ahead, like, Jerry. No, 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 you're good. So let's say I do take James Cook at 111, right? And he and he's Ceh. Okay, I have an RB two. Like it, it, it's not the worst thing that could happen with that because that he does. He's not Ceh. Isn't that what no, you're hoping? I agree. For I agree. I agree. You're hoping to get an RB two. No, I mean. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I'm, you're I'm, right. I'm, I'm hoping for a starter. If I can get a starter with one of those picks, I mean, that's that's a deal, even if it's a flex. But anyway, so we're, you we're also about, littered with Justice, um, Justice Winston's and, of the world. Uh, yeah, I mean, so here's the thing. So we talked about Elijah Moore. Game Justice value. Winston, is that his name? Justice Hill? Hill. Who's, Justice the, Hill. who's the Ravens yeah. running back? Yeah, Justice, Justice Hill, Hill and Justice Dante Hill. Hookers that's what I meant. And there's, there's yeah, yeah. yeah. So the wide receiver, we talked about Elijah Moore potentially, you know, sort of gaining value like he did last year. You know, he didn't really have a ton of competition. He just had Corey Davis, who bless, bless Corey Davis's sweetheart. But, uh, you know, he got hurt. Not, That's what he does. Yeah, not exactly. <laughs> so who, who would be that this year? Now, me and Randy, it sounded like we were going to have a divorce when we talked about Christian Watson on the episode a couple days ago. <laughs> I don't have that kind of I, time I, or life I, left in me. I, I'm just saying, like, I would. You guys argue both that, made great points on that pod, by the way. I you would guys argue are, you guys that he's are... that person. Like, even if you're Randy and you are a staunch Christian Watson is not worth the pick person, I would argue he's the person that could do exactly that situation that you said, where mm. he does a little bit because he has little competition and the hype just goes through the roof. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, like, it, it is possible with wide receivers. And I end. was so against A.J. Brown the year he came out. He went to you the Titans. Both, that is the worst landing spot. This guy's yeah. going to be terrible. And he was wide receiver one in Dynasty a couple yeah. years ago. In Dynasty, not in the NFL. But no. you could trade, and I did trade 100%. him for, I think I traded him for three firsts and two seconds. Mm. I mean, you mm. know, if, if you can hit on a guy like that, yeah. that's – but I mean, and that, and that, and I just kind of want to like just call back to the Judy conversation that we had. I didn't jump in there because um, you guys had some really good opinions, but um, I think it just really goes to show how the NFL is the year to year, a week to week game, right? And we are not good at predicting situation. We are not, right? In, in only, some cases, we can't. Either. I think I think we are much better at predicting talent, right? Situation changes so fast in the NFL, right? Now we are, now we're, we're debating whether Judy is a sell. Obviously he's not Memphis nailed it on the head. And, and, and that to me is sort of a basic dynasty standby, 
is don't don't never trade a guy when when the news comes out never never put him on your bench dude you know whoever you're getting for him now is not winning your championship right Mm -hmm. so put him on your bench and right but um focus me back oh right so i kind of want to transition into um a a question versus james cook right because i i love your argument and you're 100 right if you're drafting james cook to build some value and then trade him for more than you you drafted him for awesome that that's awesome dynasty um team building does trey mcbride not present that exact same situation even better right so now think about trey mcbride he may not hit ever i love the talent i love the landing spot and i think he will hit but obviously he may not ever hit however think about his value a year from now how could it possibly go down barring catastrophic injury how could it possibly go down Zacharitz is blocking him, right? And we all know Zacharitz is blocking him. So a year from now, he's going to have the same talent level that he had right now. And he's going to have the same landing spot that he has right now that everybody loves. And he's going to bump up. I mean, am I wrong about that? I, I just, I feel like tight ends, everyone perceives that they take two or three years anyway. So if he's blocked and he takes years to develop, how could he possibly lose value in a year? Am well, I because wrong? He will lose value in a year because, well, I, I can't say he'll lose value because you're getting a good value on him now. But what you're not going to get is you're not going to lose any value. You just have to understand that you're not drafting him for this year. It, it's fine. And, and if you're drafting him as part of your competing package in 2022, you've done yourself a great disservice. And I'm sorry about that. But he he's not going to lose much value the time to get Trey McBride is going to be in season he's the in season little piece you try to you know you guys talked about your trade earlier which no one won because that's not really what you're supposed to do you're supposed to enjoy <laughs> trades by the way right no one has right to win a trade you're supposed to win leagues not yeah, trade. Yeah. But, any, but right anyway, I, I've lost a ton of trades and won a lot of leagues but anyway yeah. mo- moving this thing on forward um yeah Trey, Trey McBride's going to be that sleeper going to be that little add-in piece that I'm I'm getting in all my trades this year hey throw in trey mcbride you got a deal because he's done nothing okay not with me you're not well i, 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 <laughs> I but you get, you get to he's got a first round value for me i don't hate that argument Jesse. i don't either it, it, I, it's it's something i haven't thought of there's i don't foresee a, any situation where he could possibly lose value because yeah, the, moment, the moment zacharitz goes away oh my god right in the court of public opinion, he gains value immediately. And he's got Kyler Murray in that up. Like, yeah, I, exactly. you're right. You sold me. I'm going to write it down and I'm going to steal that idea. <clears throat> so he's going as a high second, high to mid second. Yep. I have him as a priority. Like, I like him more than, I, I really do like him more than Pickens or Dotson, right? After Watson and, and Sky Moore. So in Patreon 2, I had the 111 and then the 202. And I had Dotson and Pickens on my board as the next two players, right? 111 is a is a tough spot for me. So you guys obviously would have taken James Cook. I wasn't there yet. I'm starting to get there. Wasn't there yet. So 
I thought to myself, I can't decide between Pickens and Dotson. It's really hard for me. I can't. Both of them have upside and downside. Uh, I, I'm picking in three picks. I'm going to guess that one of those two will be there, right? Someone will take either Ritter or Cook or uh, Malik Willis or whatever, right? So I'm going to stare the devil in the eyes and I'm going to take McBride now because he's the only tight end that I want, right? Mm-hmm. The only tight end in the first three rounds that I'm taking. Maybe you know, late third, I'll, I'll take, you know, Ruggard or Dulcich or whatever. But, like, he's the only priority tight end. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take him now at 111, stare the dev- devil in the eyes, and guess that one of those two wide receivers will fall to me. And they did. Yeah. So I got Pickens. I don't love Pickens, and that's why I didn't take him at 111. I don't think Trey McBride is the 111, but I took him there just out of sort of a strategy. What do you guys think about in, that? In, in the future – when Zach Ertz is gone, is it safe to say he's worth the 111? Because I think it is. Yeah. I'd say so, yeah. Very yeah. possible. I mean, he's going to have mean, to. I mean, gonna, have at to... some point, he's going to have to perform. Yeah, yeah but. But you can trade not him Not on your that. team. Yeah, not yeah your right. Team. Exactly. Exactly. Well said, I mean, Jerry. Very well said, Jerry. So. I, I think that's perfect. As we round out uh, our, our show here, um, any sort of nuggets of wisdom strategies trades etc you know is there a, a, a guy you like that's going in the third that you know is is being overlooked is there uh you know a, a spot in the draft that you think you know is is a, a trade out or a trade up or trades you've seen at that is there a, a strategy for after the draft uh who you think is going to have trade value like james cook uh, is there a is there a guy you think who's gonna I don't know slot uh, higher into people's dynasty rankings than uh, he should be? Is there a post draft waiver that you're interested in? Like I don't know, a lot of folks uh, are hot on Abram Smith because Ingram's gonna be gone. What uh, as as we move from rookie drafts uh, or last rookie drafts onward, what are some nuggets of wisdom that our guests can impart on us? Real quick, love emphasis Tolbert take. But anyway, go on. Oh, well, you, you, you guys have both mentioned mine. Abram Smith is fine. I was listening to, oh my gosh, Ben Fennel of the, oh, it's one of the Eagles podcasts. And he was talking about mm-hmm. Abram Smith and um, I, I love, I, 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 yeah, I love it when, when non-fantasy people give me nuggets. A few years ago in a IDP league, someone gave me the name of Vaughn. Was it Michael Vaughn who played for the Saints at the time now plays for the for the Bengals, and, and, and that was a good one. Jalen Tolbert, I mean, steps right in. Could have used some more draft capital, but mm-hmm. no Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup coming off of the ACL. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really C, a healthy C.D. Lamb. We don't know what we're going to get with Gallup. Uh, Cedric Wilson's gone. Amari Cooper's traded. This mm-hmm. is an offense that likes to move the ball. Pretty creative offensive coordinator. I think Jalen Tolbert's an absolute steal. And I tell you, you do not have enough Zamir White. All right. I like Josh. I like I like Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs a lot. But that doesn't that doesn't yeah, the Raiders don't. <laughs> I, I, seriously, yeah. I, I don't have such an ego that as a dynasty analyst, I'm gonna sit here and force Josh Jacobs down your throat just because yeah. I like him and mm-hmm. don't agree with Josh McDaniels and the new GM. Yeah, me too. They, they don't give a shit what I think. Yep. <laughs> and, and you know what? They 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 gave old I'm sorry about the language again. They gave old uh they gave old Josh Jacob the double bird. Oh, yeah. we're not picking up your first round contract. 
or your fifth year option on your first round contract. And we're going to use our second bit of draft capital. We don't have a lot because we traded it all away and we're going to take a running back. They did that to all three of those firsts that they had that year, by the way. And and, and, yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. In fairness, it's not to say that they won't re-sign Josh Jacobs. It just means they didn't want to pick up his fifth year option Mm -hmm. of like 8.5 million bucks is what it really meant. Mm -hmm. But I, I love Zamir White in the second round of rookie drafts and, People were like, well, well, what do you do about wide receivers? I'm just going to trade for the crusty veterans that everybody hates. Yeah. I'm going to trade for Adam. Million Thielen, of them out there. Tyler Lockett, uh, Thielen, I, I said him, um, Brandon, Brandon Cook. Cooks. There, there's so yeah. many of those guys you can get. So, and I'm going to gamble in the third round sometimes on young guys like Jalen Tolbert. So that's how I get good wide receivers. Well, and Jesse will tell you that I, I love the Tolbert take because way back when we had our first guest, uh, Lejeune, on, when we were doing the rookie season, mm-hmm. I was saying uh, I was, you know, sort of planting the flag there uh, on Tolbert. Oh, so, so I he's love the it. new Gallup, by the yeah. way. He, he he comps so perfectly to Gallup from the from the physical, from the I'm sorry, from the athletics and from the film. He looks like Gallup on the field to me. And if you're getting that, where you're getting him in the third round, that's a steal. I, I can't see myself hitting the submit lineup button a lot on a lot of my weekly rosters with Jalen Tolbert in 2022, but if you play dynasty best ball, there you go. Well, you, it, you, also you, it's you, just dynasty. You, you, you have to, you have to pick that guy up. And, and if you, even if you play seasonal best ball at the end of like an underdog tournament or what, I don't, I'm not a big best ball guy, but I mean, I, he just feels like he's going to have two or three games this year where he wins you a week. You'll mm-hmm. never know when they are. But if you're a best ball player, regardless of format, I think you got to have a little Jalen Tolbert. That's my guy. What about you, Jerry? You son of a bitch. Yeah. Real, real, real quick, just I, I want to put a period on Jalen Tolbert. All right. I'm sorry, Jerry. I love no, you, my friend. No, no, no. I, I, I'm going to let you, you take it. A minute. If you don't take it away, I'm going to be disappointed. All right. So not only does um, Tolbert comp physically and um, – Film-wise, to Gallup, he's a much better bargain, right? Because if you remember that the year Gallup came out, Dallas had zero wide receivers. C.D. Lamb wasn't there. Amari Cooper wasn't there. And everybody everybody was throwing out the uh, there's nobody else. Who else is there argument? And Gallup got really good dynasty draft capital. He went and probably, I, I don't remember, but I think it was high second, right? So for for Tolbert, who's the same player to me, to go you know high to mid third, steal, Jerry, take it away. No, that was a good one, and uh, like no surprise, you know we just did this show where we talked about the guys we're taking later. Randy said his and mine because he's a bully and that's what he does. <laughs> but, but let me just in in general, I tend to take shots on running backs just because they'll gain value immediately, like. The one like super stash taxi guy that I keep taking is Jerome Ford. Like on the surface, you're like Cleveland has Kareem Hunt and they have Nick Chubb. Why in the absolute hell? Yeah, why? Why best name in the NFL? (laughs) That is a good one. Why (laughs) would you take a running back? But Kareem Hunt, this is his last year. Nick Chubb, he's going to have one more year after this, and then his cap hit is just brutal. Um, perfect size. Played at Alabama initially, transferred to Cincinnati, got Cincinnati to the playoff, did well against Alabama. 
he's he's good. I like him. I, yeah. I like him. And and if he he can take a role once Kareem Hunt is gone, and then you're going to have an aging, often hurt Nick Chubb standing in his way. There's a chance if you're patient that he could be a shot. And he's he's going super late. So that's that is that that I mean, this is one of Brian's sweethearts, and I'm gonna let Brian talk. Yeah. Uh, but that you know, is my definition of a post-hype sleeper. Go, Brian. So I, I, I'm on board with Ford. I had him a little high early on, dropped down from like four to like maybe eight or so uh, as we approach the draft. Uh, I think uh, I think that you know Kareem Hunt's gone soon. I think he's the next Kareem Hunt, and definitely a guy I'll, I'll roll the dice on. And while I have the mic, you know, I like my deep cuts. And so you know, a few people have talked about guys that I'm looking at post-draft waivers. Um, Jalen Naylor. Wide receiver, Minnesota Vikings, right? The, the, the scouting report that I read on him was essentially, if he can stay on the field, he can be really, really good. Uh, and so why not roll the dice that he can stay on the field with an aging feeling, a meh KJ Osborne and a meh Amir Smith-Marset. Uh, I'm, I'm grabbing him uh, in, in, a few, uh, in a few leagues. Nice. I've seen him out there really late. Fifth, <laughs> sixth round. Like he's, he's one of the late, late names, so nice uh my last thing is um just don't be afraid to take late tight ends and uh running backs you know when you're when you're drafting late you're drafting lottery tickets and what are the biggest positions you know outside of quarterback or you know running back and tight end they're they're the hardest to fill they're the biggest positional scarcities so Mm -hmm. you know i i had a team where uh, I, I didn't realize it, but when I was done, I had Dulcich, Jelani Woods, Kate Otten, Ruckert, <laughs> and I think um, I think I might have even taken Bellinger. So uh, that leads me to my final point is Ruckert. Um, just because you're not asked to do something in college doesn't mean you can't. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, George Kittle. Right. And I have heard numerous, uh, Greg Cosell included, uh, NFL like tape film analysts talk about Rucker like in the like in the like highest tier of tight end available this year. Right. Like the number one athletically. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and like skill wise, I guess, because he didn't test as number one athletically, but he wasn't, he was a, a borderline five-star recruit coming out. He was like a four and a half star recruit coming out. And just because like, and he's an excellent blocker, it'll get him on the field. And just because like, to me, he is the number one candidate in the last, since Kittle came out to be the next Kittle. Mm. Right. So he's got all of the traits. He's got all of the skills. Um, He went to a team where people think he's blocked by, CJ Uzama and Tyler Conklin. And that's just a false narrative. Um, the man has talent in a building offense and uh, his blocking will get him on the field. Let's see, man, if you can get that guy, if you can get that guy anywhere from late third to the end of your draft, you're winning. That's okay. my opinion. It was, it was a disservice to himself to pick Ohio state. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, like, they I, don't, mean, yeah. I, I mean, you have you have Dobbins and you got Travion Henderson in the backfield now. You got Jackson Smith and Jigba and Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, and every like 
Right. Like, why, why would they look at a tight end when I can yeah. bomb it 65 yards down the field or I can hand it off to these elite running backs? Well, yeah, and their their entire – I mean, their philosophy really – entire philosophy seems to be to use yeah. that player as a blocker. Yes. Yeah, so for sure. So they can get yeah. their other guys open. Yeah, so he could be he could be a, a diamond in the rough, a, a steal, as it were. Yeah. Okay, so we had a great episode. Always fun to uh, uh, have uh, Jerry in Memphis on. One of the things that I like to talk uh, – about that I think is probably uh, unfortunately maybe like my weakest part of, of, of what I do is that long view, that strategy. Cause I just have so many goddamn leagues that I'm just, you know, <laughs> doing whack-a-mole and not thinking too far enough ahead. And that's why I really appreciate, uh, you know, uh, guys like uh, Jerry Memphis who, who can, uh, who can talk about uh, that sort of thing. So on our next episode, I'm not sure what we have on the calendar, but I think we're going to feature, uh, a tally of Greg Cosell name drops by Jesse throughout rookie season. <laughs> uh, and uh, that might, be, I don't know. We might, uh, we might, we might mess around with maybe some new rankings or something like that. I haven't, I haven't looked he at it. might uh, be uh, one on my list for our, human beings. I would like to have lunch with at our calendar. Uh, uh, we have a calendar. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to take a look at that. So uh, let's land this plane. Uh, Jerry Memphis plugs, Twitter's podcasts. What do you want folks to know? Uh, you can find me at Jerry Sin DWC on Twitter. Uh, mostly you can find me at the dynasty war zone with randy um honestly that's what i'm doing i'm in an absurd amount of rookie drafts right now so that's Mm. where most of my time goes yeah uh and if i have any tidbits that i want to talk about it is usually on the podcast or in the patreon chat i am i'm a bit of sucker for the that group you group you special Mm. people um get beat up by randy every single Tuesday is when we record Wednesday. It comes out. Uh, we've been doing it for four years. It's a fun time. Do a great thing. Randy, you, you, you do the spiel better than me. You're the, you're the man that's nothing but steel and sex appeal. So you sell it. Yep. That's, that is true. 200 pounds, twisted steel, sex appeal. Um, the show dynasty war zone everywhere, but TikTok because, well, we don't like TikTok. at least not yet. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll have Jesse start the dynasty Wars TikTok. Oof. Look, Look for him doing TikTok dances in a DWZ t-shirt that I will will provide. Um, No, um, everything Jerry said, just if if you're interested in the show and the content, uh, we drop every Wednesday. Uh, Jesse and his co-host, Chad and Mike, they do a show on Tuesdays, most time on Tuesdays, usually live on Fridays. And uh, we do stuff like that. But uh, one last name, I got to get out of here, but uh, Kyron Williams. He is literally the always injured Daryl Henderson and how really mm. healthy, how really healthy is Cam Akers Achilles um, away from, from being a pretty decent contributor and a really good offense. So also pre-combine darling. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. You know, pass, him, the only good pass blocker out of running backs in this and, entire and, class. And, and Tyler Badee, Batty, um, yeah. the guy from uh, Baltimore went in the sixth round as well. He is the recovering ACLs of J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards away from being a contributor because yeah. mm-hmm. and looked like they, Ray they Rice let, in college. They let Ty- Tyson Tyson Williams walk. So just a couple of names mm-hmm. that popped in my head as yeah. you guys are talking. Yeah, I've been scooping up both of them actually. Yeah, snatch so them up, snatch them up late. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, plugs, plugs, plugs. Let's see if you can remember your Twitter. Plugs, handle. plugs, plugs. I do not know my Twitter handle. I believe it's <laughs> dwz underscore war games. You got it. Woohoo! Brian's is um, at 
FF Junkie underscore. You got it this time. You're for some for weird reason, the underscore is last. It always throws me off. I don't yeah. get it. Sorry about that. If you're going to throw an underscore in, put it somewhere where, where it makes, I don't know. Anyway, so um, you can join us here every week on Dynasty Fever where we have amazing guests and we go deep dives, right? That's what we do. So Brian and I are just sort of thinkers and um, we want to know what other people think and we want that to sort of evolve what we think. And that's what we do, right? So if you like just um, really deep and we've used Meta twice and we've used Greg Cosell 15 times in this podcast, if you like that kind of thing, Join us every week on Dynasty Fever. If you if you like a little bit of fun and you <laughs> want to play a game while you're listening to a podcast, jump over to the Dynasty Warzone Network on Friday nights, like them, like Memphis mentioned, and uh, join Dynasty War Games. Right, it's me, Chad, and Mike. Chad's sort of the brains. I'm sort sort of like I've always wanted to be to be the the charlie day right the, the wild card but the more i do it the more i become dennis and the more i become pissed off at everybody and they're all sons of bitches mm-hmm. right so yeah. you know and mike's just the nice guy he's captain mike so uh-huh. yeah you know we we pop a few beverages we play games and we teach you how to build your dynasty team awesome all so, at the same time yeah uh always fun uh just so real quick oh. um be, yeah go ahead jesse well, w- one thing that I always like to ask, and and I haven't tonight, and I apologize, but um, oh. Jerry, Jerry, what are you drinking? Uh, so they were out of Oberon, which is okay. A, a, do you guys have Oberon? Is yeah, it, well, yeah, I've, okay. I've I've encountered it. It's delicious. Okay, so they didn't have any, so I had to go with the tropical Oberon. Oh. It's not bad. It's like their summer version. It's got mm-hmm. coconut, pineapple. It has mango, guava, and passion fruit. Not oh. Blue. Oh, nice. nice. Little, little little summer action. If it's kind of right up my alley, to be honest. Yeah. Memphis, am, are you uh, drinking anything? Water, sir. I've, uh, I've got work yeah. in the morning. Well, out, out of what kind of, of, of conveyance? Probably a Harley Davidson. Oh, look at this guy. Uh, my, my wife's work uh, place cup. I don't know. Don't tell yeah. her I was drinking out of it. This is not on YouTube, yeah. is it? Allegion. Wow. No, it's not. Allegion. Wow. She seems like she might be part of the collective. But anyway, usually, Brian. usually Randy is drinking red wine out of a Harley Davidson plastic cup. He's, he's <laughs> Man, only the classiest of it. If that is not a dichotomy of a human being. Brian, well, what are you drinking? As always, my trusty coffee and la, lime seltzer, uh, and uh, which always means that I, I have a long piss. Is it always lime? Show. Yeah, it's always lime for sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. I live on that. Yeah. Expand your horizons, my friend. Uh, maybe. Yeah. So uh, for me, uh, besides the uh, accurate Twitter handle that uh, Jesse threw out there, I want to uh, tag a couple of things. They didn't talk about it, but patreon.com slash dynasty warzone. Uh, listen, for five bucks a month, you get so much, you know, uh, Patreon only pods and access to the community, which is a great bunch of people. And, uh, you know, it's it's one of the one of the best deals in in in, in Dynasty, and and you know, it's one of the first communities that that I joined as as a Dynasty player. You can catch me also on uh, Dynasty three sixty five streaming uh, eight thirty every Tuesday night uh, on the Fantasy and Frames Network. Uh, and let's see, uh, you know, articles and rankings and stuff on FantasyandFrames.com. And uh, I think that's just about it. 
Uh, I, I will just throw in that I have thrown back a six pack of truly mixed. Uh, what is it? Oh, we forgot to say what you were drinking. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, truly berry um, mix pack. Delicious. Right. Truly hit me up, dog. We I mean, need a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have tagged them so many times, but let's go. <laughs> All right. So uh, now it's about the time where Jesse and I will stay up till 3 a.m. Uh, <laughs> I will talk, not do what I talking uh, post week. post podcast stream. And uh, all right, folks, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks for listening. Thank you. All right, gents, I'm going to go to bed. 5 a.m. comes awful early. <laughs> <laughs>